to now try this i am marcus that's nick and we are joined by a new person nick do you want to let everybody know who who oh that is God, and guys, who I'm we so are freaking excited my name's nick we are now try this and we have a very special guest because this is a special episode of the pod marcus this is my challenge to you today we are doing in the heights and i just mm, i just mm, i need help i need help to talk about this film so i brought my good friend josh layman broadway star host of josh swallows broadway the amazing podcast that probably you should listen to instead of ours and you can find them everywhere at josh layman josh say hello hi thank you so much for having me i'm so excited great beautiful was i supposed to say more no that you can't is say perfect more. you can't say more okay. if you want to say more well i'm really excited i'm a big fan of the show and this is going to be the best night of our lives it truly truly is. i'm excited but for it to be before we go in a couple things to get out of the way guys there's just a couple days left to vote on the poll for patreon patreon.com slash now try this cast we're in a deadlock tie right now mm -hmm. and guys the way the patreon works is if you're five dollars you get to submit a try every month but only one dollar you just gotta give one dollar and you get to vote you can get in there join the community and try to decide what we are doing next month because we don't know yet and i would like to know yeah i know it's it, i've been trying to get everybody to vote i'm like please please sign up please vote please i don't want a four-way tie <laughs> Yeah, and you can also get it everywhere on us at now try this cast on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know. But one great way, especially if you can't donate to the Patreon, we do not condemn you for having no money. We have no money. That's why we need a Patreon. Mm -hmm. Please go ahead and go to iTunes and leave us five star reviews just like bad art did it said five stars almost too good to be true almost because it is true. Or you could be like Daniel K. Duke five stars my new podcast BFFs. Love these two. Great chemistry with a fun concept. Really can't wait to listen to more and to see what they'll try next. So, Marcus, we have exactly 99 reviews. Whoa. Wow. No, no, no celebration. I'm mad. I'm Whoa, pissed. We're not at 100 about? yet. We need to be at 100. Oh, my God. What do we get at 100? We get nothing. A, uh, we get, you get nothing. <laughs> no, no we join podcast. podcast royalty. Oh, Trust guys, me, if, you get nothing. If you get us to 100 <laughs> podcast reviews, we will mail out a sticker to someone i'll hook up with you <laughs> i will hook up with the 100th person guys so you jump want? on itunes leave five stars josh will hook up with you get all this brisket <laughs> <laughs> now before we get into the movie we are reviewing today in the heights i would what we always try to do is say what we're trying new in the world what's going on and i thought maybe i would give it to our guest first josh have you been trying anything new in the world any tv show or activity or book or what what is getting you through these weeks lately well nothing's really getting me through but i will oh, okay, say for mind. the first time i've started watching the office whoa yeah that's wild well, normally i don't really watch comedies i think just because i do comedy so much that it mm. i like really dark things oh. and so i was like eh, i'll give it a shot and it's really funny that's good How it's far nice are that, you? that the show still holds up yeah i mean it's the first two episodes which i'm like like, wow. some of it is very uncomfortable considering how far we've come. <laughs> but at the same time, it's still it's still really funny. That is wild that 
because people are on their seventh or eighth viewing and you're two episodes in. So I've never is, seen it. It is some people's entire personality. So, Josh, I warn you, be careful. Don't be consumed by it. I think I already have plenty of personalities. So, <laughs> my well, Josh, I don't know if you go no. through this, but every time I'm swiping on a dating app, used to swipe on a dating app, every other dating profile is like, I love the office. Yep. Office is for me. Yeah, that's that doesn't happen in the, in the gay world. The gay that's what people, I was asking. What, what they'll I was make like a golden me. girl reference and then some uh, sort of like, oh, just looking for friends, but their pictures are them like being dirty little slats you know or whatever <laughs> but also i'm just i'm too tired for dating apps now i'm like you want to do uh, what no absolutely you, not you want to meet up where do absolutely what? at seven god no <laughs> so we're getting old we're getting old so we have to start watching the mm -hmm. office what about you marcus have you been trying anything new lately oh man I, this question comes every week and it's it's equally stressful this week i tried i've been reading a lot of comic books recently oh. i was trying to get back into you? comic books i'm what, reading what you, thor the... right now which is very very good very unlike you so i mainstream. know thor normally kind of sucks i will be honest but the storyline now is pretty interesting they're doing a lot of new cool stuff okay okay what about you nick okay. your turn well there's one thing that i've done in the waning weeks that has honestly been the most exciting and josh can relate because Josh and I have a show coming up on Friday, oh. New York City at the Magna Theater, 7 o'clock. I don't know. Our team Merrill is performing. And we had our first in like I, I I can't describe to you, Marcus, how pent up we've been because we've been doing shows. We've been doing improv, mm -hmm. but all of it over Zoom, all of it in this little box, trying to sit down and give energy and pretend we're cows and do these random things. But for the first time, we had practice and we got up in a room and we were sitting next to a piano that was playing live and singing to each other. And my God, is there nothing like it in the world? True. That's awesome. Yeah. That's Josh, how did you feel going back? It, it was the same thing. It was it was better than sex. It was incredible and yeah i hope everybody can come it's a uh, friday july 30th 7 p.m and yeah get get tickets at magnettheater.com which is spelled with an er not an re huh um yeah go get tickets yeah, one, one is, is the accessible. building and one is the art form right is that how it works yeah and it should be the art yeah. form because it's like a acting place yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's not which is very yeah, confusing yeah. okay so today we are here to do gosh it feels like it's a long time coming. We're here to do In the Heights. I know how much this means to you. And I have been waiting for this for so long. I know I knew as soon as this was made into a movie that you were going to give this to me as a challenge. And I'm excited for you to talk about what it means to you and why you gave it to me. Guys, I just need to preempt it really, really hard. If I cry in the podcast, I apologize. But don't. But but the movie is still judgeable. It is there. Are, it is not perfect. I love it. That's but we can talk about it critically. That's fine. Don't feel bad. I want to hear oh, all your harshest shed blows. your tears. Nobody feels bad. <laughs> shed yeah. your tears. Cry. <laughs> OK, so the reason that I gave this movie, I saw a tour of In the Heights in 2010 while I was in college and I cried. I remember very specifically seven times when I saw the stage show, because at that point, I was in college for theater. I wanted to be an actor and I didn't contend with my Latino-ness until college. Hmm. Growing up, I was different than a lot of people. I didn't know why. I was ostracized from a lot of the community. I didn't know why. I spoke differently. I 
the code switching that I had to do really messed me up as a kid because I was going back to my neighborhood and I wouldn't be cool enough to hang out with them. And then I would go to school and be in all these classes with white people and I didn't fit in there. And I just felt this just general awe of not fitting in. And then I went to college and it was the same. I was lucky enough to find some people like Marcus who could relate to me culturally. But on the stage, there's just this disconnect of me freaking doing a scene from Death of a Salesman. It's like, I don't know these two people. <laughs> but then I saw this show where everybody looked like me. Everybody sounded like me. They spoke in my language. They they looked like my mom, my grandma, my aunt, my cousin. And I was blown away. And I feel the same way about this movie. I've been following the career for these people for years. I've been following the conception of this film for a long, long time. I devoured the soundtrack all these years. It is my my favorite musical. It's, you know, it's it's uh it's it's crazy. It's so important to me who I am like as an actor. Like it felt it's like it gave fiddler. me permission. A hundred percent. Which is funny because Fiddler is my second favorite. Well, you know, I remember, you know, my great grandparents came because of the pogroms and all that kind of stuff. And so and they were very unemotional people. And so I have all these stories about when they saw Fiddler for the first time. Yeah. And they felt the same. And so I'm glad that we're at a place where representation is there for everyone. It's yeah. so funny you bring that up because I totally think of this as a modern fiddler. Yeah. Like, I totally think of it I in the same that. vein, 100%. Yeah. It's, it's now, so Marcus, important. what was your oh. history? What was, was your history say, with this? It's so important to like tell these kinds of stories, right? Because like there are different kinds of people out there. And unfortunately, media is predominantly white. And it's it's nice to see that even though this has existed for a while out there, not a lot of people have the opportunity to come to New York City and see a Broadway show or can even afford it on tour. So yeah. it's nice that this was turned into a movie that people can consume at home. I agree. Yeah. And what was your history with the with the show, Marcus? Do you know of it? I mean, you are uh, Puerto Rican, so you should know something. I am Puerto Rican, so I should know something. No, I I I didn't have the chance to see it when it was here. And so I ended up just listening to soundtrack and I've been listening to soundtrack for years and years and years and years and years. So I only know the story through the soundtrack. So it's nice to see the in-between bits because <laughs> mm -hmm. I had no idea what was happening. You kind of piece things together a little bit, but finally you get to see what is actually happening in the story. And what about I, you, Josh? Have you seen the show? Do you know of the show? Well, funny enough, I was walking down, I think it's 46th Street. I was just bored one day. I think like a friend canceled plans and there was a lottery for some new show. It was their second preview. And I was like, eh. and somebody was like, yeah, the guy who wrote it is in it. And I was like, eh, OK, fine. It's 20 <laughs> bucks if I win. If I don't, no problem. Uh -huh. And I won. And I was front row center. And wow. I was blown away. Yeah. Uh, you know, I forget his last name, but Seth, who played Graffiti Pete in the original production. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a moment where he, he was dancing and he like kicked his legs over his head and he froze and then he winked at me because I was in the front row. He was like, look at this, <laughs> you know, and it was it was mind blowing. And I was like, this Lynn, Lynn Min Miranda fellow is really gifted, you know, mm -hmm. and here we are. Wow, that's awesome. So before we get into a lot of this movie, I think I just want to say I was lucky enough. My mom came to visit a couple weeks before the movie came out, which was like, oh, if only the timing was like perfect. Like, wouldn't that have been great? But for weeks, I was scouring to see if there were early showings or something, because you know how New York City is. I found a showing that I got tickets for an hour and a half in 
Jersey. So my wonderful girlfriend rented a car for us so that me, my mom, and her could drive an hour and a half outside the city. When she came to visit New York City, we went to Jersey. How unappealing. <laughs> we went to Jersey. We saw it, and I got to take my mother. And that was the first time I saw it at that early preview, and that was golden. They were lucky enough to put this on HBO, so it extended, I think, a lot more. And it comes out in video soon. But I think the movie starts right away. We're at this... We're on some beach somewhere, and Usnavi is speaking to some kids, and like right away, you know, like what this movie is like gonna be. Like it's this like classic narration kind of musical theater tropey kind of thing to get us going. And you meet Anthony Ramos a little older, and then you get him a little younger, and he wakes up in that small ass apartment, which we all know all too well, mm -hmm. don't we? Not. 100%. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I feel like you know, growing up in New York City, I, I grew up in the Bronx, and a very similar a community very similar atmosphere and so like you with you seeing your family i sort of like saw my community in this and i was like oh that's like my grandma and that other person looks exactly like my other grandma and that one looks like my cousin and, and it is really interesting you get that right off the bat like the movie starts off and you immediately get that sense of like community yeah josh what's your uh what's your history with the latinos with the latinos <laughs> um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. what's your I entire mean, history every latino you've ever met tell well, us <laughs> there was this one no i grew up in san diego but at the same time like my high school wasn't segregated by force it just was that you know it was like oh, yeah. there were the white kids there were the black kids there were the latino kids and that's just sort of how it was at my school and you know so i didn't really get much culture latino wise until i was an adult but also i lived in washington heights when mm -hmm. i first moved here and so it was interesting you know like i very much felt the vibe immediately yeah you you went out to the bodegas in the corners and saw everyone sitting there playing music all hours of the day mm -hmm. hanging that's out. all that we had except yeah. the all hours of the day sort of got to me like at 3 a.m. Sure. when you're hearing like da -da 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 -da. <laughs> you know I was like enough no it more sound, it sounded like the first three notes to the Ninja Turtles <laughs> oh yeah it does <laughs> it was very good very good thanks the Ninja Turtles are Latino that's everyone knows that everyone knows that, everyone everyone knows that. that. yeah the, I think the coolest part about that opening is how like you were saying how it feels so much like the city right because especially those moments when uh, when they're singing in Washington Heights and you see all these different people you see nurses and mm -hmm. janitors and like just regular people like waking up for the day sitting around a kitchen table and when they filmed that some of the people that they filmed were just residents of the heights like there was a janitor that was helping them corral people in one of the apartment buildings and the director was like hold on a second stand there for a second turn on the camera <laughs> and like he's in the movie it's just a janitor well, in the I didn't know that that's really cool yeah like what a way to capture mm -hmm. this the, that part of the city and film it all in the heights right you know Lynn yeah. lives there he filmed it there him and Kiara who wrote the film made sure that it tried to represent it best they can but I don't want to talk the whole time so I'll kick it to Marcus Marcus like at the yeah. beginning of the movie what are you feeling what are you seeing sorry there's an alarm going off hopefully you guys can't hear it we can hear it oh Use no it. I'm so sorry <laughs> okay sorry what did you say again the alarm distracted me the, go to the beginning of the movie what are you thinking what are you saying no I mean like it, immediately I'm I'm thinking about you I'm thinking about like your history <laughs> with this movie I'm trying to process that and then I'm also seeing you. my 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 family and the people that I grew up with, like my old neighborhood. And it just, I don't know, it just made me so emotional so many times. Like you said, you cried seven times. And I was like, those are probably the same exact seven times I almost cried watching this movie. 
<laughs> because yeah, it's just that it just brings you back right like i feel like a lot of this the plot lines too where they're talking about like getting out you know like they do a yeah. lot of work at the beginning to establish this neighborhood the sense of community and the pride that they have but then also the reality of the situation right like it's not an ideal situation to be in necessarily and yeah. there are a lot of people who want to get out of there and so when i was growing up in the bronx i constantly had that mindset i i was like, I need to get out. It is my goal to get the fuck out here as soon as possible. There's too much crime. Yeah. There's too much bullshit. And I don't want to end up in a gang. Not that I was going to be invited, but you know what I mean? <laughs> 100%. And that and that story of getting out is something that I think transcends race, right? Like, yeah. Josh, I mean, you're you're not from New well, York City. <clears throat> you came here to follow a dream. Like Every hometown, I think everybody wants to leave. But there are much different challenges in the Heights, in the Bronx, mm -hmm. than there were in Poway, California. California. <laughs> you know, I wanted to leave the cows and the homophobes. Fair. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's not, you know, that's not. In that's and not of nothing. Not you know tough. what I mean? It's <laughs> not nothing, but yeah. it's also not like, yeah. you know, I remember my mom when I asked her if I could wear boxers when I was like 12 or whatever. She was like, are you in a gang? <laughs> and I was like, what fucking gang? Would ever want me? Those cows <laughs> look pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and you know, it's crazy. It's because I think there's an undertone of the film, right? Like getting out and being in the neighborhood. And Marcus, you and I know it well. Of when you grow up in the hood, there, it would have been so easy for us to fall down that track. Honestly, I think we kind of got lucky that we're kind of losers and nerdy, and we're a little ostracized because of that section. I will say but my my white skin is probably what kept me out of gangs, but. <laughs> That's just how society works, unfortunately. But not 100%, right? Yeah, because of where we grew up. Like, it's it really could end up the other way. And there's this... I think the movie does a really good job of contending with those things. Because it, it, it's it's finally a film about Latinos where no mm -hmm. one's a gangbanger. No one's selling drugs. Yeah. No one's doing all those things. But that doesn't mean it's not there, right? Like, getting out of the neighborhood, you know, I think... It's it's implied. It's, it's, like, it's it's a musical, yeah. right? Like, I feel like when you have gangs in musicals, it's, it's too cringy and unrelatable. <laughs> you know, like yeah. and West Side Story, West Side already, right? Story. Yeah. I think that they really skirted the issues of, you know, those kinds of things. And I get it. They didn't want that to be the representation. And yeah. in the musical on Broadway, there really wasn't that either. But at that moment in the blackout, when there really wasn't like, and this isn't the whole city going crazy. It was mm -hmm. like one person trying to loot the bodega yeah. and Sonny was like, back up, back up, back up or yeah. whatever. So you just knew that there was danger. I think part of my issue with the film and and I love Lin-Manuel Miranda, but I feel like he Disney-fies things oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. a okay. lot, yeah. which I understand. Totally. But just like a critical point of view, that's how I felt. I could see that. Yeah, because when when that backup, backup, I mean, listening to the soundtrack so long, I, I haven't watched the original, but like they, in, in the movie version, they said it as a reference to like backing away from the fireworks. But yeah. in the in the show version, it's like back away from the store. He's protecting like jumped. his property. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing in in the movie version version of blackout there's no reason for anybody to be freaking out they leave the club and they start lighting yeah. off fireworks and dancing in the streets so even though the lyrics and the intentions are opposite that you know in the yeah. film there wasn't like any sense of oh my gosh we're in a blackout this is terrifying yeah i get that it's interesting though because i feel like i was thinking about this too because i it, listening to the soundtrack you see that like there was danger and then in the show there's no, no danger no 
rush, but they didn't really change the lyrics to represent that, which is kind of like jarring a little bit. But I did think back to when there was that big New York City blackout and I was a kid growing up in the Bronx. Right. And so the news was like everywhere was like crime, murder. It's coming. You're all going (laughs) to die constantly. Just like for for like the entire day, you're just hearing that stay indoors. There's going to be gangs everywhere, shootings. And I, we did stay indoors. We left and it was fine. Like everyone was just having a barbecue. You know, I was living in one of the worst neighborhoods at the time and it was fine. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember knows? walking home from Midtown to, uh, I think I was in Morningside Heights at that point. And the only thing that was scary was that there weren't any lights and the city <laughs> yeah. was, you know, that's what was terrifying. Yeah. New Yorkers were helpful. They're, they were like, here's a flashlight, here's water, here's whatever, you know, no matter what neighborhood you were in. Yeah. And it's funny yeah. in an interview with Lynn manuel he's talking about, he's talking about these things about how, you know, these are stereotypes and we they don't always have to be in the stories, you know. And he was talking about the crime rate in Washington Heights is lower than it is in the Upper West Side. I believe it. Or Upper East Side. One of the I sides. just think that maybe they could have changed some of the lyrics to make yeah. it suit the story better. I agree, I agree. with that I, point. I think there's a couple of moments in the movie where they were trying to contend with keeping the energy and the flow from the original movie, but they were trying to change the story. And I think sometimes they nailed it, but sometimes it, it would, there was a clear, like, this was an old phantom remnant of the show yeah. that is not yeah. working in this story yeah. that you're telling now. I was thinking about this, and I, I wanted to ask both of you how you feel about this, because you guys, like, I work in theater, but in finance, not on stage or, or acting in anything like that. So I wanted to ask you guys, um, I feel like a lot of the vocal performances were very similar to the original Broadway cast, which I don't know if I liked. I, I wanted to get your guys's take on it. Oh, I was I blown so away. Okay. I was blown away because so many movie musicals, they cast somebody that can't sing. <laughs> That's true. No offense, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast and Emma, whatever. But when she's like, little town, it's a quiet village. It's like, what the hell? Like, your voice is the beast. Enough. <laughs> and so for them to have, like, Savage. real singers, that I was like, thank you. It's a musical. You should sing. I agree. I mean, I like the quality of singing, but I feel like they sounded like like the original cast, which was an interesting choice casting-wise. I don't disagree. I think, I think Anthony Ramos definitely made the part his own. He had to. He's not like Lynn at all. Yeah, I think. But I think and I feel like you're probably talking about Nina and Vanessa. Nina, Vanessa, think, even the guy who replaced Leslie Odom Benny, Jr. I feel oh, like he sounded Nina's a lot like Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson. Jackson. The softy guy. Uh, that's yeah, so yeah. funny. I know. That's so funny because I disagree with you so much. I think Corey Hawkins. I think I think out of everyone in the movie, I think a lot of them are doing that. They're like performing this show. But I think Mm -hmm. Corey Hawkins is the only one for me that 100 percent made it his own. Mm. Like Corey Hawkins, I think out of all the people in this movie is a breakout star for me. I'm going to follow him forever because him as Benny, his swagger, his charisma, his relationship, his acting, his singing. The dude was Dr. Dre in that N.W.A. movie. Oh, okay. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Guy's good. I don't know. What do you think, Josh? the whole cast i, I loved great. the cast i no. you know with the exception of one i really loved the cast oh Uh-oh. i need to know who that one is right need now to know who this one is who is I'll it no shade you. everyone did great no, no shade, shade. lynn manuel has enough he has enough <laughs> uh. he did not need to be the paragua guy 
And, you know, Elicio Roman, who originated the role, was phenomenal. And also they incorporated so many of the, you know, original cast into the film. That would have given Elicio, I mean, that would have made life different for him. Yeah. So we're already seeing the film. We know who Lin-Manuel is. Everybody's Hamilton Hamilton. I thought that it was really tacky that he played the Paragua guy. I also like they extended the role to for add him. More? Yeah, yeah. You know where I Which was, was kind of like, weird too. That to me didn't sit well with me. It's like you had an opportunity to really change somebody's life. And this whole movement is about representation. Yeah. So let somebody underrepresented, uh, you mm-hmm. know, have some representation. I thought that that was... Yeah. I think it's a super valid criticism. However, the thing is, Lynn agrees with you, Josh. Lynn did not want to be in the movie. Lynn said, this was my time. They offered him Usnavi and he's like, I'm not that guy anymore. I don't relate with Usnavi anymore. We have to give it to the next generation. He was very adamant. He, and he still did not want to be yes. in this movie. But, but you know why he said yes? Because they were going to cut Padagua Guy. Really? They were going to cut the song. And if he didn't do it, they would have cut the song. The producers were going to cut it. Mm-mm. Yeah. That sucks. That, that sucks. does yeah, suck. Because I, I agree that. with you because the is... guy who originated it is iconic. I love him. No, I mean, I agree with Josh, too. I feel like, you know, like yeah. get anybody else in there. Let if you want Lin-Manuel Miranda in the movie, put him as Mr. The, Mr. Softy guy or something like give him a small. Give him sure. a cameo. Roll. Yeah, exactly. Even have that solo in uh, the Carnival Barrio song. Mm-hmm. Let him do that, you know. But yeah. also, like, if in, if I was the man, well, and granted, I'm not, and I've never had to fight Hollywood, I would have been like, no Paragua, no film. Well, <laughs> if only you could do that, right? Once you sell the rights, you're I kind know. of like, yeah. I know. Yeah. then you're fine. You know how that yeah. works. But but I agree with you. I agree. <laughs> you can curse. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, you, yeah, you can curse, curse as I'm much as you fucking want. I don't fucking care. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's so hot to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I agree with you. But here's the thing. I I will say i will say i love Lin. <laughs> he's now like maybe after jlo the most famous islander we got oh right? excuse me mark anthony he just he was in this movie and mark anthony, a seat mark, at the table baby mark anthony my gets boy, a seat at the table mark, mark anthony my namesake mark, mark anthony <laughs> mark anthony is a seat at the table but a lot of white people don't know who mark anthony is a lot fair, of white people know, who, I know who he is i think lynn manuel is just sort of above him these it days is, yeah, it is it is but he but, is but he um but honestly I think we can all agree that he's charismatic and wonderful, but he's not an A-plus singer. I'm I sorry. actually thought that him singing Pedagogy Guy was the best I've ever heard him sing. And I appreciated it because he definitely stepped up. And honestly, I think he got some lessons because it sounded better than he usually does. I mean, auto-tune does wonders. But also for <laughs> the record, fair enough, fair enough. I love <laughs> Lin-Manuel too. I, I think he's a really nice person. I, yeah. He writes bops and he's a really smart writer. Yeah. Yeah. So as much as I'm being critical with this, you know, I've also been doing musicals for like 20 something years. So I'm a little yeah. jaded when it comes to it because my mind goes to the technical things. Mm-hmm. Well, like I mean, you things. don't have to talk on it if you don't want to, Josh. But I, I, I know personally, you know what it's like having Hollywood swoop in and cast a film against the betterment of the film because they think it's going to sell better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, the prom movie will always hurt. I made it through about 15 minutes, and then I had to turn it off because I was like, this is making me feel bad. Not and not anything against that cast 
at all. But when it's sort of dangled in front of you, you know, boy, oh boy, does that get your hopes up. So I do have an empathy for the yeah. people in the film, yeah. uh, in the Broadway cast that were not used. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, Marcus, so you know, uh, Josh was on Broadway and the prom and, you know, one of the people that wasn't asked back. They, they, didn't, they could have invited Josh to be in that the movie. No, yeah. They used and one person because she lived in L.A. in the ensemble. That's good. Honestly, the only thing that made that grinds my gears about it, Josh, I've never said this. I don't know if this is too much. I, the guy, I, I like I like the actor who played your part in the movie. I like the guy. Kevin, yeah, he's wonderful. He, he's a great guy. But they like literally gave him like glasses you wear. Like oh, you no. were obviously... <laughs> Like you were yeah. like you were oh, a part bullshit. of the creation of that. Well, yeah. they and also then treated are, him you know? terribly, like because oh, wow. yeah, they rewrote it so Aquafina was gonna play the role, mm -hmm. and right before they started filming, she dropped out, and that's when the dangling started happening. They Ugh. gave it to Kevin, and then they like cut him out of the whole movie. They treated him like shit, and you know, I'm I'm grateful that that wasn't my experience. But going yeah, back yeah. to In the Heights, one of the most powerful moments for me is. Oh. Uh, Doreen Montalvo, I think I'm saying, I, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, she passed this year from cancer. Yes. She's the one who sang wow. the Nina, Nina, na, 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 in the breathe. Yes. And um, she was in the original production and they did recognize her with a graffiti of memory. And that to me was really moving. Super incredible. I, I cry now thinking about it. She was in the original workshop. She was in the original oh, wow. off-Broadway, on the Broadway. She was like, a part of that family. She and understudied came, everybody. Yeah. And then when it came wow. time to do the movie, Lynn was like, I don't hear anyone else doing that part. And yes. they were able to immortalize her in the film and she passed shortly after. Oh my God. Um, it's amazing that she yeah. got to be a part of this because a yeah. lot of yeah, people yeah, are yeah. going to see this. There's a great oh, yeah. video that goes around now and then of her uh, with the other ensemble singers and stuff watching it for the first time. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and they're just crying and it's really beautiful. Oh, and they did great. use a lot of the singers and principal performers for the vocals mm. for for the show oh wow for yeah. the movie i mean just to talk about fucking the amount of people they use at this movie like they got so many people from new york they got so many latinos and latinas to That's be incredible. in this film i mean just like thinking about all these dance numbers i mean like of how... all shapes and sizes oh That's i love that yeah yeah there was nobody like smack dab in the center that was like i'm hot so i'm gonna be here but they look like people <laughs> from the neighborhood they look yeah. like people from you know where we grew up they look like us you know it's amazing i was gonna ask this yeah. question of you guys what do you think about movie musicals because i feel like a lot of people have strong opinions on it and i i am pro movie musical i think that they get the word out to a lot of people that <gasps> wouldn't necessarily get to see broadway but i am always met with like hate for that especially like i really work, i work for schubert i talk to a lot of people in the theater industry all the time and they give me a lot of hate for it and i still stand by it so what do you guys think about movie musicals? I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful that they're there. Now, as an audience member, I do musicals for a living. So oddly enough, I don't really like going to see musicals anymore. Oh. Not for any. I love listening to them. But um, when it comes to if I'm going to spend my money, I usually see like really dark things, true crime things, serious things, mm -hmm. or normal plays. But with that said, movie musicals played a huge part in my life growing up. 
I'm so grateful for them. And now and then they do it right. And even though I had issues within the Heights, they certainly did it right. Yeah, that's great. And then for, for me, I, I'm totally in the same camp as both of you, because I think I understand where some of the criticisms come from, because like the Phantom of the Opera movie is not perfect, <laughs> right? I've never seen it. I, it sounds bad. Don't. Here's the Don't. thing. But here's, but here's the thing. As a 14-year-old in fucking Dunkirk, New York, mm -hmm. who had no chance to see that or experience that, being able to go to the video store and rent these musicals to start to dip my toe into this world was so formative and so important. What, do I wish it was, you know, Broadway A people and it would have been better? <laughs> and singers? Yeah. <laughs> of course. But like, the, but sometimes they do it right. Like, I, I think we all agree that Rent is a great film and, you know, it's it exposed so many people to do you not like rent um the movie yeah the movie is an abomination <laughs> oh. i love rent the movie fight fight no fight, fight. the movie is the abortion that got away oh my goodness <laughs> the movie is caca I, oh no i will say this i also hate the rent movie and i'm just <gasps> gonna put that out there i'm an island of me <laughs> because i think I, so too many people hyped it up people were like oh my god rent's the mm. greatest musical ever made i love it it's so good and they were talking about the movie not the the, the performance and i was like okay cool and people kept hyping it up hyping it up hyping it up i finally saw it and i was like what the fuck was that so it put me off too i still want to see a, a live production of it but i i loved the show when i was a, when i was younger but then when i saw it as again as an adult i was like wait a minute <laughs> so let me get this straight they don't want to pay rent which we all have to do and their friend benny <laughs> has bought a building good for him and he's the bad guy after letting them live there for free for forever for wanting rent <laughs> and then like you capitalism know took josh capitalism, uh, capitalism took josh. scott josh well, i mean come on yes it's hard work to own a building and it's like uh -huh, no you don't get to live there for free and light fires isn't it fucked up too that it's like he's your friend he's trying to make it and you don't want to support him yes and then like <laughs> mimi you know okay after out tonight she breaks in to roger's apartment roger <laughs> is highly depressed newly sober addict. from yeah. heroin yeah. and dealing with having aids okay so she breaks into the apartment with heroin and says <laughs> let's go out tonight and he's like how dare you come into my home like this and she goes no day but today <laughs> like oh you know so yeah, as yeah, an yeah. adult as an adult as a responsible adult <laughs> i'm just oh. like oh i totally hear all of that thing but for me seeing it as a kid it like and i'm sure you remember seeing, seeing I, i've seen it like three times since i've seen the movie mm -hmm. it like as that theater kid it like gives you permission to like be weird and go out be and different. like be different, yeah. right? Yeah, do yeah, heroin. Yeah. Yeah, and do exactly. heroin. Mm -hmm. And do heroin. Though, speaking of Rent, one of my favorite parts of the In the Heights movie. Uh, no, speaking of heroin. No, speaking of Rent, the original Broadway Mimi, Daphne Rubin Vega, I think is, oh, I mean, she's one of my favorite performers anyway. I think she was probably my favorite character in the film of In the Heights. 
She was I thought that she was perfect. incredible. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was great. And they made that character made make sense. I remember in the Broadway one, I was like, who is this? And now I have to listen to her sing about a carnival. I was like, come <laughs> on, get going. I got a train to catch. But in the film, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. You're yeah, like yeah. auntie in this neighborhood. It made a yeah, lot of yeah, sense. Yeah. And also with the passing of the matriarch of uh, Abuela Gadia, she kind of is like trying to like almost step in and like pick mm-hmm. everyone up. And that mm-hmm. scene, like, I think she's fun and great during the whole show. I didn't think anything too much of it, but the energy she brought kind of out to bring the whole body yeah. back. It worked really well. Yeah. But was like iconic. As a gay person, I, th- I found it confusing as they, they set her up. She's a lesbian in the first, she wakes up, forget the, the other person's name. Stephanie Beatrice. Daniela kisses her movie. and they start their day. And then it's like, like all of that is the way they're co-workers. And yeah. so I was together. like, yabba dabba do. Yeah, I was like, I that. you're either going to go there or you're not going to go there. They just like slid it in and that's it. Yeah, I mean, she it. could just be an intimate roommate and we've all had those, <laughs> you know, like. That's so funny. I thought they were like, they seemed together to be during all the songs. They seemed I, like co-workers. I friends. didn't even know she was gay. Until you just said that. <laughs> so I didn't well. know either until somebody pointed it out. And I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm outraged. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. 100%. That makes sense. Yeah. But she was a, I think she was a great part of the mill. I think, I She's think amazing. getting her to be a part of it is just like it was perfect. It was, it was a chef kiss. Yeah. I think at some point Jayla was attached to do that role. Oh, really? No. No, Early no, no, on. No. I think well, so. I know Jayla wants to do musicals. She just made a deal to make a bunch of musicals, I think, for TV or or film. I forget. As someone whose one of their favorite films is Made in Manhattan, I am here for it. What? Oh, no. I, I at least it's on Geely or whatever that movie was that she did. Oh. Well, Geely 2 might be coming up. She's exactly. back with Ben. It's going to get a sequel. She's back. She's back with Ben. What? Who knows? Hustlers you don't, was good. You don't, Hustlers was great. You didn't know this, Josh? She's back with Ben Affleck. They're together again. Oh, oh, yeah. I just, that film is like, they're making a sequel of that No, 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 no. Oh, their but relationship. Their relationship. Yeah. Good. Sometimes you need to break apart to get back together, huh? <laughs> Uh, now, while we're talking to through this, I just want to like kind of like fastball, throw a couple sequences at you guys. And I just want you to tell me whether you think they were good or bad. Okay. okay. And then and then later on, we'll like get into like the minutiae of them. Sure. Okay. How about like 96,000 setting Hated that up? It. I it was fine. I we think it. it's bad. Okay. What about <laughs> what about champagne? Loved it. The, when he's trying to open the champagne bottle. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, is that a champagne. special moment to talk about? I feel like. Okay. Marcus thinks song. it's bad. <laughs> Josh thinks it's good. It's okay. Fun. What about when you're home? Hated it. I like that. That was good. Oh. Bad Wait, was that when they're dancing on the side of the building? No, no, no. That's earlier. Oh, no, I thought it was I, fine. I also hated the dancing on the side of the building. Whatever that part that was, I didn't like. Hated it. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> What about what about the argument between Vanessa and Usnavi during blackout? Oh, so, so terrible. Wait, what? What? Did, oh, because they were like, she was trying to find him. She was like, oh, no, you abandoned. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah I yeah, don't yeah, like yeah. that one either. Great. Well, that all gives me info for our game we're about to play. Marcus, roll it. the clip. Now try this trivia. Now try this trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia this. Now, hey, when we're back. Guys, we are going to play a game called Good Bad or Bad Good. Welcome to the Washington Hood. I... (laughs) 
Okay. Uh -huh. a I here. am going to send each of you a couple scripts. Okay. And we are going to, if you told me the scene was bad, then you are going to be trying to make it better. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not fair because it's not the performances that I thought were bad. <laughs> it was the idea. And if you thought around... it was good, then you're going to give me a bad version of it. Ugh, okay, okay, fine. This is not fair. Right. It is I'm, not fair. I'm still confused. That is how we do, that is how we do it in Now Try This Land. Okay, yeah. your audience is really going to judge you for this. I agree, 100%. <laughs> Honestly, I have no problem with that. First one here, we got the beginning of 96,000. I need a Benny, and then I need somebody to be everybody else. I'll, I'll be I everybody else. I'll, <laughs> I'll be a Benny, but I'm going to be dramatic about it. No, you should be dramatic. You do not have to sing. You can sing and rap these scenes. You do not have to. I want a dramatic no, no, reading. No. We want to make this better. Give me your best Shakespeare. Yo, if I won the lotto tomorrow, <laughs> well, I know I wouldn't bother going on no spending spree. I pick a business school and pay the entrance fee. <laughs> and maybe if you're lucky, you'll stay friends with me. I'll be a businessman richer than Nita's daddy. Tiger Woods and I'm the Lynx and he's my caddy. <laughs> my money's making money. I'm going from po to no mo do, to modo. <laughs> Keep the bling. I want the brass ring. Like Frodo. I love it. Oh, no. Here goes, Mr. Braggadocio. Next thing you know, you're lying like Pinocchio. Yo, if you're scared of the bull, stay out of the rodeo. Yo, I got more flows than Obi-Wan Kenobi, yo. Yo, yo, I'm sorry. Is that an answer? <laughs> Shut up. Go home and pull your damn pants up. As for you, Mr. Frodo of the Shire. What? 96 days <laughs> ain't enough, enough to, to retire. retire. That's my Le Manuel, by the way. That's beautiful. I like Thanks. it. Thanks. Not bad. Okay. I would say you guys definitely improved on the scene. You said it was bad, and now you made it better. <laughs> well, let me tell you why it was bad. And For me, like the movie Chicago used what like the form of going into fantasy. It was through Roxy's mm -hmm. eyes. This is how Roxy saw the world. Mm -hmm. I didn't, for whatever reason, the how they did that with the fantasy for In the Heights pulled me out of it rather than drew me into it. I it yeah. was weird. I didn't like that they did the, those like illustrations or whatever and like oh yeah, Obi-Wan felt kind of like lame. That's sort know? of what mm. took me out of it and that's yeah. why I said it was caca. Yeah. No, I, I, don't, I agree with that. I don't want to play the culture cards. <laughs> but the reason those scenes happen and like the heads at the no me diga scene and all these things is because magical realism is like a super like it's super penetrating in like all things uh like yeah. I mean, yeah, so, I get it. But, but so, for me, scene specifically, it, like, it would have been just as fine. It would have been better, actually, if you just didn't have that. Like, we can what picture what too. a lightsaber. If he did this, that's fine. All the same, all the motion, all the choreography could have remained exactly the same. Just don't add shit in Photoshop. I bought it on it Broadway. So I was screaming my head off. But for whatever reason, this, I was like, oh, come on, get out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> But the pool gave them a credence for so much amazing dancing. It made I like so the big. Pool scene. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Yo, and can we talk about freaking Sonny, that actor? Oh, we can talk more about him later. Because Wait. right now we have to do champagne. Go ahead and open up champagne. All right. You, Josh, do you want to be Vanessa? Oh sure. My God. Unless or you want to be well, whoever you want to be, Marcus. Who has less to say? 
<laughs> That's who I want to be. So you're going to be I Vanessa be, Marcus. No, I'll be Usnavi. <laughs> you're going to be <laughs> Vanessa Marcus and Josh, uh, you're going to be Usnavi. Okay, okay. Yeah. And you, hold on. Tell you, me what to do. I think, well, who said this? Josh said he liked this and Marcus said he did not. Yeah. So Josh, you're going to try to make the scene worse. Okay. And Marcus, you're going to try to make the scene better. Okay, what a game. Got it. Okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Whatever you're ready. I, I, I got you a present. I, I went next door to get it. And doing doing anything tonight? Cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're done for the day. No way. Cause we got a date. Okay. I, bef- before you board that plane, I I owe you a bottle of cold champagne. No. <laughs> yeah, cold champagne. Damn, the bottle's all sweaty and everything. You wouldn't go this. <laughs> pop, pop the champagne. I don't know if we have coffee cups or plastic cups. I already packed the cups. T- tonight, tonight we're drinking straight from the bottle, Usnavi. Yeah. Daniela told me what you did for me, and it's honestly the sweetest thing anyone ever did for me. Now, what can I say, or or do you, or do to possibly repay you for your kindness? How do you get this gold shit off? B- before you go leave town, b- before the corner changes and and the signs are taken down, let's let's walk around the neighborhood and and say our goodbyes. Usnavi, are you all right? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm trying to open the champagne. You see the twisty thing is broken, but I'm gonna open up this D-word champagne. Let me let me see it. No, I got it. Yo, Usnavi, drop the champagne. I mean you went to all this trouble to get us a little bubbly. And it's gonna be okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day. I loved that. So I'm much. Glad. Josh, you definitely made it worse. Good job, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. I and tried. Marcus, I felt the passion. I Thank felt you. The, I felt the try. I felt the try. Let's do one more Vanessa in Usnavi, but we'll switch. Okay. Guys, I just sent you blackout. Yeah. Again, like I have my reasons for this, you know? I, I totally get the art. I like that they're fighting, but like the things they're saying just seems like not to line well, up with like the narrative at all. Yeah. Here's the thing. Okay, so Usnavi is literally the first person out of the club yeah. in the film. Mm-hmm. Literally, he's supposed to be, he says he's looking for Vanessa. Yo, what are you talking about? But no, bitch, you were the first person out of the club and ran away. And Vanessa's like, what do I do? What do I do? You know, like yeah. to me, it's like, ugh. Come on, nobody nobody on the team was like, wait, he needs to be inside the club looking yeah. for a second. Yeah, I, anyway. I think like it pulled apart or something like that. That would have been better yeah. and more dramatic. There would have been more tension in the scene. It just didn't make sense. To me, that was like somebody looked back and went, oops, well, too late to fix it, you know? <laughs> well, you know, you're supposed to secure your mask before securing someone else's mask. So he got out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> well, you guys channel all that for the scene. Josh, your Vanessa, start whenever you're ready. Usnavi. Yeah, Vanessa? You abandoned me. Yo, what are you talking about? Usnavi. All night, you barely even danced with me. Don't make me laugh. I've been trying all night. You've been shaking your ass for half of the heights. Oh, real nice. You you barely gave me a chance all evening. What? Do I get another another dance? I'm leaving. Vanessa. I've got to go. Don't walk away from us tonight. Oh, I don't need anything tonight. I can find my way home. Keep running away from home. Without you. 
Oh, Savage. Oh, Savage. This is another thing, too. Like, I, I understand, like, in the moment, I get it. But then this conversation where he was, like, upset about it. it just They was, like, were what both is dancing with different people you in the club. Dancing. Exactly. And he said it was okay. That's that's his bad. Yeah, 100%. It's his bad. She obviously wanted to hang out with him. Yeah, it's super misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you do the thing I told you you could do? How dare <laughs> you? It was a trick. He's playing games. That's what it was. Uh-uh. I'm not about that. And also, here's something in the narrative of the movie that totally doesn't like work that I realized on my fourth viewing of the film for this podcast. In the original show, Usnavi isn't planning on going back to DR right away. It's once he wins the lotto. Like it's a it's a pipe dream. Like it's but when he wins the lotto, then he's like, I'm gonna go back to DR. It's like a last minute kind yeah, of thing. In the also, movie, he's actively saving for yeah. it. But he keeps blaming Vanessa for leaving home. And it's like, bitch, you're trying you're to leave too. You're home too, boo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also in the in the Broadway production. Or, or just the show in general, uh, Abuela gets the lottery ticket. Like, that's what uh, the Patience and Faith song is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to butcher the Spanish there because I'd be terrible and offensive. But Patience <laughs> yes. and Faith, you know, it's all about her getting the lotto ticket. And yeah. part of Blackout is Usnavi being like, we got to hide the ticket. Yeah, yep. that's true. You know? But anyway, I get why they made the choices they did. And yeah, the Blackout had a lot right. less tension in it. Like, now that you're talking more about the Broadway version, it was like they they purposefully made it a very tense moment. Yeah. Though I will say the club scene before it was fucking dancing was pretty fucking cool. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody in the film was great. The performances were great. The dancing was great. Do I have issues with some of the storytelling? Sure. But I'm also a bitch. So, but (laughs) I'm also right. I'm a Capricorn. And I'm always right. So... You know, uh, one yeah, more scene here. Wait. We're going to see how Nina and Benny did. I think, I don't remember who said who, who this was bad or good. I think, Marcus, you said you liked it. And Mark and T- Josh were like, whatever. I think whatever. we were sure. both sort of meh about yeah. this. Ass- assign us roles, Nick. Okay, so why don't we do, Marcus, you'll be Benny. Mark, okay. uh, Josh, you'll be Nina. Take it away and make it this less when you're meh. Home? Less mad? Yeah, less Ad- meh. Oh, less Admit meh. It. Less meh. Admit it. So just take You're happy. I'm trying to perform. We are acting here, Nick. Please this is stop. The way. I'm sorry. I'm trying to fall in love with Marcus. Okay. Sorry. This is all it. I really wanted. Oh, admit <sighs> it. You're happy I didn't make it at Stanford. I mean, Nina, I'm not going to lie. This feels great. A girl gets into NYU. She gets into Columbia, but she has to go to the furthest place possible. <sighs> who broke up with who? Nina, I'm not going to be a ball and chain, right? I told you that. We talked about that. Here we go. What do you mean, here we go? Shh. Let me just listen to my block. <laughs> Stupidest line ever. I used to think we lived at the top of the world when the world was just a subway map. And the one slash nine climbed a dotted line to my place. <laughs> There's no nine train now. Right. I used to think the Bronx was a place in the sky. And the world was just a subway map. Oh, repeating it. And my thoughts took shape on that fire escape. Can you remind me of what it was like at the top of the world? Come with me. We we (laughs) begin July with a stop at my corner fire hydrant. You would open it every summer. I would bust it with a wrench till my face got drenched, till I heard the sirens. Then I ran like hell. (laughs) You ran like hell? Yeah, I ran like hell. 
Ooh, I remember. Well, Marcus, I feel a connection. I, I'm feeling something. <laughs> I like it. I like it, too. Let's open some fire hydrants. Yeah, why not? All I wanted was to bring you two closer to kick me off the podcast. That's the only <laughs> thing. No problem. Even Marcus's cat is like, when is I, Nick off we've got, the show? We've got four people on this podcast now. <laughs> My cats are black, too, by the way. They're oh, the that's best. awesome. I yeah, love it. Black cats too. are the best. You gotta, save the, you gotta save the black cats. Hell yeah. So, now, I mean, please. I I want to listen to my block oh shut up it's it's pretty dramatic you know it's so funny i i i if this if, if a white person said that in this musical it would be a very very cringy cringy line yeah i mean but then it, like if it took place in my hometown with a bunch of mormons being like <laughs> i want to listen to my block and then nothing yeah just silence you know come on kids let's get a frozen yogurt you know like timmy you're gonna be late you know but yeah it was definitely one of those moments that i'm like oh this is a musical and i understand why people sometimes hate musicals well and you're so educated why would you think the bronx is the top of the world the world was never your subway map you like you've been dreaming about this for forever you are the smartest one there so I get it. Mm -hmm. Yabba dabba do. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to lose sleep. But it's that kind of stuff where I was like, uh, yeah, is somebody going to die? And there's a mystery soon. So I can really <laughs> get into it because I like dark things. Well, are you working on that true crime musical? Because I feel like that's that's a hit waiting to happen. Right. Yeah. Serial the musical. Serial the musical. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'd watch that. That sounds awesome. I wasn't at the Kmart. I like super dark stuff and I feel like there aren't enough dark musicals they're uh, they're sweeney todd's brilliant but the movie oh yep. lord jesus crucified yeah, i depend him. a lot of movie musicals and that's the one i'm like well they could have done better i saw <laughs> a screening of it when it came out and sondheim and johnny depp came out to introduce it and i think it was sondheim that was like if you hate it it's my fault and then they like ran away <laughs> and then we watched the film and we were all like yeah we hate it yeah Okay. Thanks, Steven. Yeah, thanks, Steve. <laughs> I watched a version of Sweeney Todd. I don't they did somewhere in the city and they like baked you a pie before you watched the oh, show. Downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so good. I, I mean it was probably better because I ate, was eating pie and it was delicious pie. And the guy who made those pies was the head chef for Obama's family in the White House. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Fun fact. Back to the film. <laughs> Lacking the, pies is my criticism. Me of too. This movie. I wanted to see pie. Need more pies. I, I think I just need to give a carve out a section of time to talk about what I think is probably what I think is the best part of the film. Maybe you guys will disagree, but Olga Moredes as Abuela Cadia during Pacencia mm -hmm. Fey. They changed it in the in the musical. It's one that I listen to, but I skip it sometimes because it's fun. They just won the lotto, whatever. Yeah. But they reframed it in this movie to be her complete, complete like vision of life, her whole story mm -hmm. and her passing on the torch of her culture as she moves on and says, I'm finally done. I yeah. just I think it's Oscar worthy. I think it's one of the best performances. I've ever I seen would be life. surprised if she's not nominated. She was mm -hmm. brilliant on Broadway. And I'm again, like, yeah. it's not the song you're going to put on when you're on the elliptical. Yeah. But watching her do it oh, is it was special. incredible. Yeah. The choreography was great. The lighting was great. The, the set was incredible. Like 
story. It, and changing the context and telling a different story with this, the same mm-hmm. lyrics is, is great. It that was talent. where the fantasy did. I did go with it, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. Yeah, I think it pushed it all the way. to. The, but I think the reason it works so much, which is wild. Sometimes I think during some of the other scenes where there's all these like magical realism things happening, all these special things, the performance is getting lost a little bit, right? Because like we're not able to. It's, it's like all these gimmicky things. But when it happens here, Olga is so fucking good that mm. she never gets lost. And there's so much going on with all mm. the dancers being the people back in Cuba, Cuba, the people on New York as she gets first here to the island and like all that. And there's a lot going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of symbolism, a lot of metaphor, a lot of dancing, a lot of switching scenes. And she never gets lost. You know exactly who she's singing to, what she's singing. And those lyrics slap. I mean, yeah, she's yeah. Brilliant. I don't They're I, brilliant. I, I don't know about your guys' history, but I'm a first generation born here. So my grandmother my my mother is abuela and my grandmother is the mama she's talking about my grandmother brought my mother here from the island when she was a kid because there wasn't enough things on the island and they did shitty jobs like cleaning houses when they first got here and seeing hearing hearing lines like wow cuba was so beautiful it was so amazing and so formative but they didn't have food there yeah. so we had to come to new york yeah. we had to come here to survive and it wasn't easy and the the, the map it paints uh, is totally universal for anyone that comes from any kind of immigrant household but especially the latina experience it hit home so much because i was i was really close to my grandmother and um yeah and she would speak like abuela she would say mama she would say these things she would talk about these things she would talk mm-hmm. about the island she only spoke to me in spanish as i spoke to her back in english and every time abuela claudia sings this song i'm i'm in tears because it reminds me of what my family sacrificed to get me here now sure you know that's amazing yeah no yeah. i i mean my grandma also came here from puerto rico both of them and so it was just like this lady looks exactly like my grandma and it is yeah. wild yeah. the similarities and it made me cry <laughs> it made me very very sad especially when she dies but yeah it's just it's just one of those things that you have to like acknowledge and deal with and and this movie made me realize like how much culture you kind of lose when you move you know and and generations pass Right. Like seeing them, she was making like pasteles and peronil and like all these great like Hispanic dishes. And I grew up eating those. And now because I'm, I don't have access to my grandma anymore, like and my mom didn't bother learning how to make them like I Same. don't eat that anymore. So I saw it and my mouth was watering. I was like, I want those meals again. I want that <laughs> culture back. Yeah. And it's and it's sort of our mother's fault a little bit. They could have <laughs> been more cognizant of it. I think I blame my mom all the time. Throw them under the bus. 100%. But, but but also it's not because when they came as kids, what did your mom come as a kid? Or was she born? Uh, I think she was born here. Yeah. But but growing up from that culture and then being thrust in this world, my mother assimilated hard. Her accent Mm -hmm. is gone. She learned English first. She did not take any learn how to cook all those things because she needed to to survive. That was her coping mechanism for being so different, for being the, you know, being the Puerto Rican girl in a town full of white people. Well, well, there's. There's a pressure. There's a pressure from society. There are people who like want you to change. And also from from your own parents, right? Like I'm sure your grandma is like, I want the best for you, you know, and I want you to succeed and I want you to have a nice American life. And sometimes your culture gets lost a little bit because of it. So after that raving, let's uh, shit on something a little bit. What what did you guys like? What did you guys think? Listen, 
I think everybody's super talented. Uh-huh. What did you but... think of Vanessa's storyline in this film? It got a lot more screen time than it does in the mo- in the show. I liked it. Uh, right, I don't I believe didn't. that you're going to sell, like, <laughs> fashion in a bodega. But I yeah, liked it. Yeah, that was a lot. It was, it was interesting because I feel like growing up in this similar community, I don't know if you guys had this experience, but, like, when you're in a community, I feel like a lot of times people have big aspirations and dreams and mm. not all of them seem doable attainable. and this was one of yeah. those ones that didn't seem very att- obtainable i was like okay cool like go do your thing girl but in the back of your mind you're like eh, is she really gonna sell fashion out of a bodega like oh, okay <laughs> yeah i mean then again like I didn't mind. I liked her. Mm-hmm. I I I was like, okay, fine. If I'm going to be on board with everything else in this, I'm going to be on board with her too, selling fashion designs in a bodega. The one part that I found confusing is like, why are you bringing your sketchbook to meet a realtor? <laughs> like, that's the last thing that a realtor would want to see. They'd be like, show <laughs> oh, me the artist? receipts. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, you're an artist. Bye. Yep. 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 hundred percent. I think. I think I think Melissa does a good job. The more and more I find out about her, she's she was um she's a Mexican actress and she was in a bunch of novellas and this is like her breakout role over here in oh, the wow. states. Fun. Yeah, but the I I think the problem I have with it uh, is because I don't think it's the actress. I think it's the way the story doesn't give her and Usnavi's. I think they try to recreate the same relationship from the show, but it's different in the movie because they're changing things. So I, for me, it doesn't land. For me, her her getting out seems when when the whole movie is celebrating the block, right? And she's like, the block sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, is she supposed to be the villain? Like, what? Who am I supposed to? Am I supposed to root against her? Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, the whole but... point of this movie is like bring the block together. And she's like, fuck y'all. Well, also in the movie, the block didn't suck at all. The block was gorgeous, yeah. wonderful. Everybody is fireworks and dances, yeah. and yeah. you know, I... there's nothing to complain about except like, yeah, so the white dude. Like, back to your sort of like talk about the disnification of like of his work. That when you want to leave and everything's beautiful and perfect and awesome, and every song's about how great everything is you're like okay then why the fuck does she want to go it's awesome here is it the elevator train is that why you want to go like you're also gonna be like assholes are gonna be like why don't you smile more like they're gonna say that downtown too yeah you know totally and i think so i I just think that doesn't quite like line up in my yeah but there's there's so many of those moments in this film that i think are just like phenomenal that they did change like the daca thing the fact that they painted this brush sunny in the show is just the side character he's the cousin he's a little comedic relief mm-hmm. he's got one hard rap and one moment of one song and then he's like you know he's, he's you know he's important but in this movie he's like the framing device of why it's important. yeah and the kid gregory diaz the fourth he freaking slayed it like i yeah. bought it like that moment when he's at the protest protest with nina which is just one of the few acting scenes that wasn't a musical scene that they added that i liked mm-hmm. most of them i felt were a little like i don't need this, this is a musical just get to the next song <laughs> When he sat down, he's like, I knew I couldn't get a driver's license, but I didn't know I couldn't go to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As he had all these dreams and aspirations. It was it was freaking heartbreaking, you know, to put, to put a face on this whole thing. Because, like, you know, uh, when as, as everything was happening with DACA, things get so political that you're seeing it through this lens. So you almost forget about the people because they don't put them front and center in a huge Hollywood movie like this. It's true. Yeah, I, I loved it. I appreciated it. It um it also made me think about things that I didn't think about when I saw the show 
on Broadway. And yeah. I was glad that they that they brought that into it. Yeah, totally I feel agree. like it's one of the few like real issues they were addressing in this movie. You know, there's so much to right? Like you don't want to you don't want to like bog the movie down with real world like shit that's going on and yeah. police shootings and all this stuff. But, no, no, of course not. But it's nice to get a little bit of realism in the movie. Just no, the realism that I, I don't know if it maybe it didn't work for you guys was I liked that Nina dealt with racism at school. That was uh, yeah, nice me to too. See. But in the in the, it did lose something because in the show she doesn't hack it over there because she's dealing with so many things like paying for things. Like it's more of a money thing, and she oh, loses her scholarship because she's working jobs to pay for her books, so she can't study. So she loses her scholarship. So when she comes back and her dad sells the business, it's that's why. But in this, it's like, I don't belong there. And then she comes back as a, like a deus ex machina and says, Dad, I will go back. I'll let you sell your business because I want to be a lawyer. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> that was weird. I mean, okay, okay. Yeah. That didn't, yeah, that was annoying to me. Like, I, I don't think that was the lesson that we should have brought yeah. into the conclusion of that. I mean, but I do like the stories, you know, about like getting certs and things like that. Those are mm -hmm. those are important. Those happen. Those are yeah. those stories that happened to me. All in all, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, it's a musical. Yeah, yeah, I like that she didn't give up on her dream and they they changed that, I guess. Totally. It's kind of nice. I don't know. Agreed. It's a little cleaner in this than in the musical. Super agreed. So, you guys <laughs> Now, I, you both said you don't like the building dance scene, and I want you guys to tell me why. I mean, Production tell space. me why you liked it. I just didn't buy it. I thought it was dumb. Also, <laughs> there was a Broadway performer recently, Kyle, who was in Les Mis and lived, I believe, in the Heights, and he fell off his balcony, his fire escape, and died. Oh, wow. And so when I saw Benny leaning, like, that's what it brought me back to. And a part of me was like, so many Broadway people, like, community people were a part of the making of this. Did oh, nobody think yeah. back to Kyle? which was not long ago. Like, for me, I was like, Ugh. Yeah. But also, like, I mean, I if I didn't buy 96,000, I was not going to buy them dancing on the side of the building. It's it's hard because when you translate a musical to movie, you want to use the medium, right? You, like, you want to use it to your advantage and, and take advantage of what's going on. But they could have done something else. It's like you could have just shut up and sang the song. Like, you yeah. could have just told the story story also it's yeah. a movie right like transfer trans you know transport them somewhere else in the world or like they could be doing literally anything it doesn't have to be just dancing on the side of a building you guys are so funny i thought it was pretty though mm. <laughs> <laughs> so there was one moment that i hated because here's the thing i'm over here trying to defend the magical realism and be like hey listen i'm here for it mm -hmm. but then they do that step the worst honestly is the worst moment of the whole fucking film for me when they're dancing on the window and the little boy sees them and i'm like well then you the whole conceit of the movie's gone because it's, it's not magical realism it's like real magic and that's not what this movie was <laughs> like what, which one is it are you real magic you magical realism because i yeah. can't do both i feel like and all I, I musicals are a little magical realism because no one bursts out into song right like but i, I can know, buy it from. in a theater I can't buy it. I didn't buy it with this film. Mm -hmm. Sure. But yeah, yeah, but I have a do. I'm also more forgiving when I go see a show, right? Like you're going there. This is true. You may have paid money for it and you're just sitting there and you're like, I paid like what? I mean, most shows are at least $100, right? If you're not going to a lottery or you're something. You're not getting rushed or something, yeah. Yeah. 
So you paid a hundred dollars for it. You're like, you know what? I'm going to like the show. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm just going to like it. I'm going to make it work. But besides that, we've talked about most of the big numbers. Is there any other numbers that stood out for you or actors or choices or things? No, I mean, for what it is, I thought that it was wonderful. Is it my thing? No, but for what it was, yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. I think if you love musicals, you're going to love it. If you love In the Heights, you're going to love it. You know, but just like every single thing created, art is subjective. And, you know, like my opinion is not the defining opinion of the film or the show. I'm glad that it was made. I'm glad that people can see themselves. I'm glad. I hope that it inspires and it will a new generation of performers. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's going to be more where that came from. And that's important. Marcus. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think it's it's wonderful. I think it's awesome. It was made. I did really enjoy it. And I do think that it has a difficult challenge ahead of itself, right? Like it has to get people who aren't used to watching these kinds of things to to watch it, right? Oh, I they mean, will. They already have. I mean, when it was on Broadway. Broadway, it was like, are you bridge and tunnel Jewish? Come and see in the <laughs> hut. You know, like. Yeah, that's that's true. But also, I feel like this is something that it's it's a little hard for me to talk, not talk about, but like to figure out what the right way of dealing with it is, is that like Broadway is wonderful and I love theater in general, but it's not accessible for everybody, right? Like mm -hmm. you know, the people leaving at the end of the day after seeing Hamilton it's just like a sea of white, right? Like it's not necessarily the people that should be seeing the representation. And there are yeah. programs in place to get people like from, you know, from all over New York City to go see the show for free. And that's nice. But at the same time, I feel like at least with this, hopefully it, ha it has un the unfortunate burden of having to like be musical theater for a lot more people. And yeah. hopefully people have access to it. Hopefully more people get to see it who can't afford musical theater or don't even live in an area or something. And so I'm interested to see who ends up watching this movie. Yeah, I think I think it will do that. I think the whole subject of Broadway being completely unaffordable is uh, like that's another episode. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But, you know, it's it's true. It's not accessible and, you know, it's a uh, it's nice that this is a way for it to be. Mhm. Mm I think the only other thing I want to mention is just because I feel like it'd be reminiscent not to talk about it was this film has taken a lot of backlash because some feel that it did not represent the community well enough mm -hmm. when it comes to Afro-Latinos. I just wanted to speak on it because we're here and I want to. So for me, I understand the criticism. I totally get that. But as somebody who for half his life but no, for, I'm sorry, for my whole life in half of the spaces was in half of my spaces was too dark to be. And the other half of the space is too light to be. I think telling an actor, any actor at all, that they're not the right color to be in this film. Like to tell Nina, who is Afro-Latino, who does have dark skin, that she's not dark enough to represent her own community. To tell, you know, the girl who was Vanessa, that even though she in Mexico was considered too dark to be on telenovelas to be the leading part, when she comes here, told she's not dark enough to be a part of the community, I think is a problem. I think yeah. there's a way to talk about it without tearing down. But, but. I think that there's a problem with internet mob mentality. Yeah. 
I think it's really easy to try to make something seem poignant so you get a lot of retweets and favorites. I think that that is very problematic. Also, nobody's always going to be happy. At the same time, I can't, ex- you know, speak to that experience. Though, sure. if I saw Fiddler with a bunch of, like, white blonde people, <laughs> I'd be like, what fucking part of Anna Tefka are you in? That's a good like, point. Like, Anna Tefka yeah. Malibu? <laughs> you know, so I get it, but at the same yeah. time, I'm like, calm the fuck down. This is more representation than there has been in musical theater for forever. And change is slow, period. And this movie, I think, had more diversity than the Broadway one. But that's yeah, just me. Awesome. It totally, it totally did. It totally does. And but if you knock this down, then the other thing can't come up. But if you lift it up, then that opens the door to, you know, you know eventually I, get it perfect. I just think people need to calm down and they can acknowledge that and be like, you know, I, I wish that this would have happened. But. Like, honestly, it's in the heights. Calm I, I down. Get, I get the anger, though. I mean, if you're looking for representation, you see representation and then you're like, hmm, I was close. Like, you got my neighborhood, but not me. <laughs> you know, like, I could understand why people would be mad. Sure. But it's progress. And I think that we should be celebrating while also keeping a critical eye open. You know, at the at the same time, Lin-Manuel is light-skinned, and I don't need him to write the story of a dark-skinned person because that's not their story. And true. so, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I think this is true. This is also true. Like, yeah. I think yeah. it's a all of it is thing. true. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. All right. Complex. Well, as we wrap up here, just a couple questions, guys. Did you like the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I like the movie. I thought it that good. it was great for what it was. Great. Would you recommend the movie? To musical theater lovers? Yes. I would recommend it to musical theater people. And I'm going to attempt. I'm going to try to see if my mom is willing to watch it. She hates me. You need musicals. to get her to watch it. And I'm going to see. She likes Grease and Little Shop Horrors. There's only two musicals she'll ever watch. Then she'll love this. So I'm going to send it her way and hope that she watches it and she enjoys it. And last question. What's the last question? Oh, will, will you, you be watching, watching will you be watching more Lin-Manuel Miranda content? Maybe. You know, I... His it, new Disney film Encanto is coming out. It that's the thing. Fun. I like really dark, twisted things. I only watched this because I was coming on your show. Uh, well, we're honored. So thank you. And you know, thank just, you so much. And not anything against it. It's just mm-hmm. not my normal form of entertainment. I get that. Know? I... I like Lin-Manuel Miranda and I think he's very talented and I am going to keep watching his stuff. But also to Josh's point, wouldn't mind if he got a little darker. Yeah, though, my favorite thing that he ever wrote was 21 Chump Street. Love that. Oh, that, that was great. That was genius. Yeah. Yes. Um, And I think he is a genius, period. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate him. I don't really watch cartoons much. Nothing against him. Just not my thing. I'm sure it's going to be brilliant. I'm sure you're going to hear like a lot of yo, Pinocchio, braggadocio. <laughs> <laughs> kind of rhymes so rad it's gonna help it's All right. gonna be well, a bop Josh, for people thank you so fucking much for being here today my pleasure go ahead and tell the people where they can find you on Instagram I'm at Josh period layman L-A-M-O-N and Twitter Josh Layman find me love me <laughs> and guys check out his show Josh Swallows Broadway it is a great podcast he interviews amazing people if you want more back back dealings and wheelings of the Broadway world it is definitely where you want to be I, I love it dearly thanks friend yeah all right, guys, if you want to follow us, you can at Now Try This Cast. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Now Try This Cast. Join yeah. the community. Be a part of all these challenges coming your way. We stream every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash Now Try This Cast. And leave us five star reviews on iTunes, please. And we have one more thing before next week. I have 
a challenge for you, Nick, right? Isn't because next week the fan challenge? Next week? No. This, I mean, when are we recording? Oh, shit, you're are we right. Yo, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. What's my challenge? You have sorry, one more challenge, challenge, Nick, before sorry, the fan sorry, challenge. Sorry. Is sorry. What is it? Josh, what, oh, you have to see the race. Nick, I'm going to give you a, a video game that I've been really excited about. I've been having a good time, and God damn it, I hope we could talk for a whole hour about it. It's called Overboard. It's an incredibly fantastic game. It's brand new, super indie, and I loved playing through it. And I think you will too. And Josh, feel free if you want to try it too. Let us know what you thought. <laughs> how, I, how, how much of this? I guess you'll tell me how. I'll much tell I you later play. how much you okay. gotta play it. All right, overboard. I guess I'm watching. I guess we're playing overboard next week, guys. Come Hell on yeah. through, Marcus. Get us out of here. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Now go out there and try some things. Good night. Bye, right, guys. So the first one, you <laughs> oh, guys you should it have. Via... Uh, you send? I put it on Facebook. Okay, I oh. need to go out Let of this app Facebook. and go into another one. Just trying to make it as complicated as I can. Oh, you are. Much Great. Messenger. <laughs> My cat has joined Nick. me to keep me company. So Your cat can be the third person in some of these scenes. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, God. Or okay.